This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! And Grant Hall with us on a Wednesday morning here on Halftime today. Morning, Grant. What's going on? Hi, fellers. Fellers. Yo. Fellers. He went with a very familiar term here. That's okay. We've been doing this for longer than a year, so we can we're, start we're with homies. Things. Yeah. We, we don't negotiate That's with right. terrorists, but we will with homies. Who else do you refer hey, to Phil. as feller, Grant? I, I, well, I just looked up. Uh, I was thinking about the pronunciation of our state capital, you know, because in the dictionary it says little, but uh, in my whole life, and my parents were both born there, it's been little. Little Rock, like the first syllable reminds me of soot or something. How do you, you worked there? How do you say the state capital? Man, I mean, I say Little Rock. I say, the, I think I say the whole thing, but I understand. Like in Little Rock, people refer to Fayetteville as Fayetteville. Yeah, it, it, it was always kind of F E D V U L, Fayetteville. Growing up, I overpronounce. I overpronunciate things. That might be on. Well, track. that's you have to. You know, you make your living that way. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm, I want to I want to pronounce Little Rock properly, so and but also sound like a local if I can possibly pull that off. Um, hey, man, Sam Pittman live tonight. I wouldn't miss that if I were up in Fayetteville. Get a chance for some catfish. So, uh, Coach Pittman is. It's like uh, this is the time of the year where he's on the. It's not the banquet circuit necessarily, but you know he speaks to the media a few times in, in August. Yeah, he's at the Little Rock Touchdown Club yesterday. I heard that went well. Heard that was his best one because he does it every year. I guess he kind of kicks Big it off. Crowd. Yeah, they yeah. seem well. Yeah, the governor there. Yeah, I, crowd. I, I, I thought those, he was great. I go to those catfish shows. I don't miss them. I mean, I, mostly for the food. I got to be honest. But <laughs> now it's fun to to you know be around players in a little bit different settings, see what they're like, and uh, we don't always get that. You know, I, I I'm really sorry. In a way that I, I thought maybe you'd ask about Reggie Chaney today, and I, I didn't know him very well. You know, there was a time when we knew all the players pretty well, and uh, now it's more formal settings mostly. And uh, uh, but it was a, a tragic story to go with several other tragedies this year. It's amazing. Yeah, we don't even. It's no no details really coming out. All that I guess all we know, and I saw in the Democrat this morning, is that no foul play is suspected. So right. I'm not exactly right. sure you know, any other details about it, but uh, we're just uh, we're we're just kind of look. I under we feel snake bitten sometimes in Razorback land, but I've never really seen quite anything that's been going on for this past. It's not even just the last week. It's been concentrated in the last week, summertime, last few months. You know, just really going to, you know, Chris Smith's uh, death back in March. It's it's just it's just been a really heavy few months. Yeah, even you know, one that doesn't get talked about quite as much as Charles Ballantyne because he did, he did live to be sixty years old, but that was awfully sad too, especially for Dudley Dawson who knew him quite well. But um, you know, I, guys, I saw this morning that uh, Wayne Pennock of Arkansas had the longest. Uh, long jump in the world this year, 28 feet and a quarter inch. He's from Jamaica. Uh, so is his teammate, Kerry McLeod, who also made the finals uh, in the long jump. And that's better news. You know, there's some really bad news there, sad news with a couple of injuries. Hibbert, you know, strained that hamstring, I think it was, and 
couldn't continue. And he's world class, obviously, in the triple jump. And then also, Britton Wilson uh, had to be helped off in a wheelchair. And I read that she, uh, it was kind of a pre existing uh, stress fracture situation. And I guess it flared up. And so, uh, but uh, lots of Razorbacks and ex Razorbacks and, and those training in Arkansas are still involved in the World Championship. Football question, uh, Grant. How, how do you feel now that camp's over? Uh, are you a believer in Isaiah Satania? You think he can uh, be that big play guy for us? Absolutely, and it, it have been since watching him in high school. And uh, I know the one, you know, the the hundred yard kickoff return the other day. Yeah, the ball was out of bounds and stuff the way they did it, but still he ran the hundred. And uh, I think he's going to be part of that. Uh, he he's not. The last time I heard them talk about uh, the top three receivers didn't include him, but the top six did. And uh, I think he's going to be a big play guy, Matt. You know, I think there. I think there are a lot of big play guys on this team. We read about uh, Luke Heist, the tight end today, who I think has that potential. And by the way, his brother's pretty good too, and he's on scholarship. But you know, the the, the twin brothers there. But uh, you know, even defensively, I think Jeff Coat is going to be a guy that gets some sacks this year, and that's something they've needed on the edge, don't you think? Uh, absolutely. Well, they've, yeah. needed, they need, they've needed depth at that position. I like the fact that he played Missouri. The, the, if you were going to talk about Missouri last year, you that's where you kind of started was their D-line. So hopefully he's bringing that toughness in, the, in his, his high motor. Here. I just expect that your defensive linemen are going to be playing fewer snaps on average than they did the last two years because there's just more of them that I think they count on. But when I hear Sam Pittman yesterday, Grant, at the touchdown club say he feels really good about our defensive line depth, and he's still not quite sure about the offensive line. He said, we got eight. We got eight, and that'll get us through the season. But I'm still not quite sold on the depth of the offensive line based on lack of experience from tackles. I know that they're talented and physical. We just haven't seen it up front yet during games. That's the You know there's depth at all these positions right now. Yeah. You got great ball carriers, and your quarterback is going to be tremendous. But, man, your tackle sometimes can be the downfall of, of, of what should have been a good team. Well, a, a guy that uh, hasn't gotten a lot of note, I noticed his name was in the newspaper today, uh, Brian Overton, the player personnel guy. Sam credited him yesterday in that talk in Little Rock with helping uh, improve this the, the transfer portal. You know, it, they got somebody at every position except running back, and that was intentional because they're pretty well stocked at running back. Uh, but otherwise, every position group got somebody out of the transfer portal, and it, it feels as if all of them are going to contribute, you know, if they can stay healthy. So um, I think after, you know, you talked about the end of camp, and, of course, now they're they're ginning up today for Western Carolina. But uh, what jumped out at me was a lot of really good receivers, some from smaller schools, you know, that people don't usually think of as hotbeds of, of receivers, I think there's more ability on this team than probably everyone realized who picked them fifth in the SEC West. Uh, but again, everybody in the SEC is pretty good, and Arkansas's got kind of a killer schedule this year that we've talked about. But uh, I noticed on one of the, it's funny, you know, the, uh, one of the TV stations does a poll, and when I was looking at it, the respondents, more of the respondents had them winning nine or more games this year than six, seven, or eight, you know, usually people slot him in that six, seven, eight thing, 
And uh, Matt, what do you think? Are you well, are you in the group that hasn't won in nine or more, or are you in the six, seven, eight group? I, I think we'd have a better chance if we had all eight games at home and had had our true uh, true home eight games. Um, I think, Grant, that if we can win those non conference games right there, uh, and and you can win your home games, the the thing is, our true road record is what scares me. I, I have a feeling that we could go zero and four in that stretch right there. Yeah, it's a tough one, and, and even the A and M game, I think that's a big one this year. I mean, I, I, have they really won ten of the last eleven in that series? I, We've been snake bit when we play A and M. We we could have the better team, make some bigger plays, and just find a way to not win it at the end. It feels to me, and maybe this is unfair because it's the week after you're playing LSU on the road, which is just as tough, maybe even tougher. How, how healthy are we after that? That's going to be our first. I mean, BYU is going to be tough, but LSU is going to hit you, so you're going to have you can't be down at all showing up to play. A&M. But doesn't it feel? I mean, look, you had nine wins the year that you finally beat A and M. Is is that the game that sort of decides the direction the season goes? Grant, doesn't it feel that? I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, and uh, Eno's talked the other day about how Arkansas hits more. He's been a lot of places, you know, and they do hit more uh, in camp than a lot of teams do. And, And yeah, they get more injuries probably. But uh, they want to know what they've got, and I think it's pretty good. So uh won't be long. In fact, uh, Hawaii plays – let's see, what is the game? Uh, I guess Vanderbilt plays host to Hawaii. Is that right this week in week zero? They do. I believe, I believe so. About half a whatever stadium. Whatever they call this. Yeah. About half a stadium there. Grant, i got to ask about John Rom. that players hear about gambling every single round. Um, there's no way this is new. It's just that gambling is, is legal now. So I can only... Hey, you know, one of the things about Caddyshack was that it felt real with all the gambling that they did on that golf course. Now, that it wasn't pro golf, but they were going hole by hole with it too. Is th- this can't be new. Is it just because it's legal that now people are shouting it? Yeah, I don't know. You know, John Rom got upset last week because people were yelling stuff at him, and he he uh, he has a hair trigger temper. You know, he'll get angry out there. He doesn't mind telling people off and stuff in the moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you know, you go back to uh, years ago. I mean, uh, Ray Floyd and Lanny Watkins and guys like that were in gambling games every Tuesday. I mean, they were playing for a hundred bucks or something, you know. But uh, now that it's out there, I mean, it, it even in, I mean, we've seen lots of stories about um, you know players gambling online or not, and every sport is having to really look at it hard now. It's out there. Grant, can you can you explain to me? East Lake starts tomorrow, and uh, that now they start with the the winner's gonna the the leader who's ever number one starts at ten under. What what are your thoughts? How do you see East Lake panning out? Um, I, Matt, I think that's the silliest thing. Ever. Right, I, it is kind of silly. Mean, every golf tournament, I mean, they should start even. I think it's stupid the way they do that. In fact, I think what is Jordan Spieth probably ten shots behind. He, he'll be sh- he'll be starting even if he's fifty. Yeah, right. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's how they do it, and they they try to keep interest. At, you know, the majors are over now in July, so they got to do something to to drum up interest. But uh, I, the, mostly, the things interesting to me is who makes the Ryder Cup team, and that is coming up, uh, thankfully, in a few days. Not too much next Tuesday, I think, maybe. Um, so maybe this week, a, a few things could get settled there. Uh, I have the feeling that. I, I just don't know what Zach Johnson's going to do. Is he going to pick Justin Thomas, for example, or is he going to go maybe with Lucas Glover or Cam Young, and uh, you know, and kind of go off the points list more? 
I mean, I, I like it. I mean, when, when somebody goes out there and earns it and, and they're fighting for it and you're playing better, I just think it sets a bad precedence to, to take somebody. I mean, the, like you said, those two guys, Cam Young and Glover, they're just playing better right now. So yeah, why wouldn't you take them? I, I think Glover has the hot hand. He's 16th or something, but it clearly has been great the last two been months. putting so. lights out. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised really if he's not on the team. If he's not on the team, that means they're just going to go with the secret handshake thing and put Justin Thompson Thomas on there, <laughs> you know, because he's got a great record from the past. Grant, we're up against it, man. So let's end it there. Appreciate your time, All right. Feller. Every time you come on, thank you so much. Okay, Fellers. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. He caught me off guard with that. I was not ready for for Grant Hall to mess with me. Feller, that's a good one. I, yeah. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more They have everything you need this summer at Eastside Liquor, such as Evan Williams flavored whiskey, soda jerk root beer or orange cream shots, Appalachian sipping cream liqueur and more. A new law in Arkansas now allows the sale of single 50 milliliter bottles as well. Eastside Liquor, located at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Stop in or swing by the drive-thru and see Dave and his team today. Fall season is just around the corner and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And let's welcome in the one and only and the legendary Hall of Famer, Clay Henry, who is in Northwest Arkansas this afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I was going to call you feller there for a moment, Clay, because uh, Grant Hall has introduced that uh, term into the show. We'll go with pal. We'll go with a friend. Yeah, hello, friend. Little okay, guy. He's kind of a friend, right? Like he's he's, he's a feller. Yeah. He is. He is the most definitely. Good afternoon. You say, you could say hello, brother. Hello, hello, homie. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody kinda. says brother, though. They usually are, they got their hand out. That's a good point. Or they're Hulk Hogan. He called everybody brother. <laughs> yeah, I guess he brother. Did. brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I had a buddy in Tulsa that called it. He couldn't remember any names, and he was elderly. He called everybody Hoss. <laughs> What's up, Hoss? What's hey, up, Hoss? Boss man. Hey, Hoss. Yeah. I had a guy. Um, Chief. Well, yeah, Chief. Chief was one I got a lot. I when I interned for the Pirates at age nineteen, the general manager of that team, Cam Bonifay, called everybody Chief. What's up, big time? I walked into his office to drop off uh, statistics and everything, you know, the stat pack for the day, and he called me Chief. 
I'm thinking, no, wait a minute. You're the general manager of the you, team. You man. remember your first name on Halo? You remember playing Halo on the Xbox? Your first name was Master Chief. I've never played Halo. <laughs> that was, it was. That it was, was the name. Yeah. never played Halo. Okay. Well, that's the only Xbox I played. Yeah. Houston, Houston, that a lot of times calls everybody coach. Because yeah. you know, coaches are around coaches. I mean, that's their that's that's their. It's basically, crew. you're talking ball a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, coach. I yeah. love when I was like a Petrino had coach. a presser a couple of weeks ago, and he is referring to Jimbo Fisher. He says, "Man, coach is a ball coach." I'm like, "Oh, is he? All right." I love that. They're I love not, when coaches call everyone else coach. Him and they're, them and their two wives. You're saying they're not double dating, going to a dinner and a show after after work. It's all it's a work relationship only, huh? You know the the latest phrase that everywhere I go, and, and this is this is the the nature of you know the head coach setting the tone for the whole state. Hey, let's have an old cold beer, and. That's Sam. You know, he's said it so many times now, and it's it's like everybody's like, hey, let's have an old cold beer. I don't think Sam ever just has a beer. I don't think he refers to them as a beer. It's like you, you fall into, you fall into not traps, you just get used a, to the way you say a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Let's have an old cold bucket of beer. It's so hot outside. I think there's a lot of people having some cold beer. Old, an old cold old, beer. Old cold beer. beer. Yes. O-L-E. That, yeah. that, that means it's past the expiration date <laughs> on the can. Yeah, they even put expiration beer. dates on a can of beer? I thought they were born on dates now. Yeah. They're a born one. on dates. Yeah, they're born on dates, and you have to decide, eh, if that's a 2022, is it is it bad yet? You, I don't think. I still see, I mean, you, you're seeing, I don't know if it's hit Arkansas as much, but the Bud Light section is always more filled than every other I section. That's happened everywhere. Every, it's wild. It's what's wrong with Bud Light. You, you, well, I'm, the people, I'm not going to say anything. No, yeah. I think no they're, I'm not going there. I'm not going Matt, there. During the break, I'll tell you. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> well, I would say if you if you have a born on dating, then you got to have a maturation Well, I won't too. buy it now because I think that it's outdated, too. You know what I mean? Like, who's restocking these shelves? Why wouldn't I buy the fresher stuff? That's what I'm saying. So I think it's it's probably hurt everybody. You know, yeah, I went somewhere last week and I sent it back. Yeah, right. It tastes a little like a little funky. Uh, yeah, it was a draft, and it. I mean, I think they probably had. What was it the, the CO two or what is it? Yeah, the, carbonate. That that keg beer is always a little. It's, it's 50, like man, 50. that was the first one. That's that's not the one. That's the one you pour out. Stoner from Nashville calls beer adult water. It's the first ingredient's <laughs> water. It's on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 877-377-6963. Stoner. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I've seen that. There's actually some stuff out there called hop water now. I don't know if it's got any alcohol in it or not. I've seen that at the Fresh Market, uh, at the Whole Foods, going out there. You get some hop tea. It, it tastes like you're drinking a Pale Ale with no alcohol. It's not really. It's kind of, yeah, I had one, and I said, I don't know that I'm going to spend $3.50 on so, one of these again. Th- th- this is not beer. This is when you know, when I think of adult water. So I live in the woods. North Fork is surrounded by I mean I'm my house is surrounded by woods. I'm in I'm in uh, northwest Arkansas today and tomorrow. But if you see a hillside and you see a little tuft of smoke up that's not somebody saying, you know, we've decided who the Pope is. What that is is there's a still up there. Uh-huh. I've heard this little, before. A little moonshine, yeah. Now, they do the. Is it called the apple cinnamon or the? Uh, they do it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can you can you can order what you want, you know, in a, in a mason jar, and you can get the you can get plum, you can get peach, you can get apple, or you can get the you know the corn mash. I tried moonshine. It was at a it was at a distillery in 
Lexington, Kentucky. No, that that's that's not the same thing. Well, that was. Uh, I'll tell you what. It didn't. It did not have a flavor. I mean, if it's not if it didn't come from a hillside, it's it's not moonshine. I I really thought it was glass cleaner that I was drinking. <laughs> it was. It will clean you out. It just wasn't blue. It, it burns coming in and burns going but, out. Uh, Paul, Paula J would make some homemade wine, like some black currant, and then you get like really? a, you get a little box and you cut it like seventy thirty or something. And man, I'm telling you what, that's that sounds a, like a good night at the oh, Jones household. Hey, <laughs> get you a large mason jar of that, yes, sir. You got to invite me over for dinner sometime. Come on. Uh, Chris in Fayetteville says he's he's got a problem here. Why are you letting beer sit along, sit around long enough to expire? That's what no uh, question. No, no nobody's question. doing it. Yeah. Well, well, because it's a uh, must be a, one of the one of those uh, collectible cans. We still you st- how many people that I'm are listening now still have yeah. a collectible. Uh, like bottle of Coca Cola from the 1994 championship. I've seen. Yeah, Matt Jones just raised his hand. Clay, you we got had one, right? Some of those, and but we gave them to somebody that really was into Coca Cola stuff. Like they had, you know, you go in their living room and they got Coca Cola platters on the wall. They've got Coca Cola. I mean everything, and so we thought this is a good home for this. So we got rid of it. I need to get a silver paint Sharp. pen, Sharpie. Get Nolan to sign it. Get Corey Beck to sign it. Maybe even Corliss. Well, now yeah. you got something. Then, then you got. That's what I mean. But you got to have that silver paint paint pen so it shows up on that back. <laughs> yeah, and you got to have a safe place. There's to put a man that in a glass that has signed yeah. autographs. Yeah. There's a man. I'm telling you, Matt Jones has signed some autographs now. I got a couple of people on hold on the McClarty Daniel hotline that have probably signed an autograph or two to themselves. What's up, Charlie? How you doing? Well, the only reason, Phil, that I have been able to sign my autographs is because of you guys. You know, it's like... you guys hey, no, you're putting the in the effort. We're just sitting here giving you the, 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 the you, forum. Do you sign them too? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't do that. But I mean, you. Got, I mean, think of it this way: when they, when people come up to me, I've had random people come up to me. I've heard you call into that show, and uh, they call you Tuna. <laughs> I thought you were Chuck, and I said, "Well, I can't be Chuck because I already got one of those, and he's great, Chuck Barrett." I had to take a back seat. I'm just a Tuna, so I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, you guys were talking about beer. God, I mean, I, I love the beer too. But Bush Light, let me tell you guys, I have. Let me tell you a reason, Matt, why I would pick Bush over Bud. The only reason, first of all, I live paycheck to paycheck. And 12 a Bush Light is about 4 to $5 cheaper than Bud Light for me. So, you know, I just think in terms of that. I, I saw mean, where Bush Light's I, trying to buy Bud Light. Like they, if they said if it's up for sale, they want to buy. It's Anheuser. the same. It's the same company. Yeah, but they they were sold out to some German plate. They were they Belgium. Were, they're, yeah, Belgium. Belgium. They were sold out somewhere, and they were trying to. They said, yeah, we'll we'll take you right on back. Yeah, but that's what I. That's that's another thing. All the Bush Lights gone. There were moments I thought Bush Light and Bud Light were the same thing, just in a different can. <laughs> but you get a Tall Boy Bush Light, six Tall Boys, nine bucks or something. That's a man. You can't beat that. I had a roommate. So, I had a roommate with the Travelers that when I would come back from road trips uh inevitably he would be asleep in his chair uh no shirt same blue shorts and a beer can pyramid of bush light cans that he had worn <laughs> that night and they were not full <laughs> it was an interesting uh, place to yeah. live the the i had a buddy we we went on a colorado road trip together and uh, i picked him up and he he comes waddling out with one of those big yeti coolers and he said man i got it all iced down i said great so 
I mean, we didn't we didn't drink while we were driving. I just want to make sure that if somebody understands that. But we got to the mountains and pulled in to our little motel that we stayed at somewhere up around Granby, and I opened up the back, you know, the camper shell and popped open that Yeti. It was full of Frio beer. F R I O. I've seen that in the stores. I've never had one. Oh, it is water. Like I a mean, blue it is, label. It yeah. is. It is. It's the cheapest of the. T- I'm sorry if there's a Frio fan out there, but so he he was kind of grinning. You know, I mean, he had a thirty pack and it, his Dietti. That's all that was in it. <laughs> and so I popped down the tailgate and slid that Yeti out, and one by one poured them into gravel parking lot, emptied uh, all thirty of them. Did he get <laughs> I went across and the street to a restaurant, and I said, "We're going to have a real what? beer." You need to start lapping that up in front of you. My gosh. Before I get off, I know y'all got another caller. Um, I wanted to say, you know, I was thinking about, I was listening to Sam yesterday. You guys were talking about what he said. And just how almost real he is at the mic. And a lot of people are asking him, are you going to be the new Mike Leach? And, you know, and this and that. And I don't think he would ever be like, because Mike had that personality too, maybe even a little bit more. But, you know, I think the cool thing about Sam, I want to ask you about, Coach Nutt, who was on here yesterday, Matt, I know he was an unbelievable as far as, like, motivating you and things of that nature. But when he just walk up to – because, like, I've seen Sam in practice and some highlights, seen him go up to Jacoby Criswell. <laughs> and what he say? He said, you threw that thing about 60 yards in the air into the wind. I, if you need to get it to 65 or 70, just come holler at me. Like, he's some great – I just love how he interacts with the players – the coach Nud, I know he was competitive and all, and a great motivator. Was he good at kind of just coming over there and joking around and interacting with players? Was he good at that as well? I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Charlie. Good to hear from you, Charlie. Chuck, I, I'll tell know. you one of the one of the coolest times, Coach Nud. It was a basketball game, and he, you know, he said you can go play basketball as long as you can contribute. And uh, we're warming up, and I see Coach Nut, and he comes out there, you know, kind of the court, and he's like, "I'm here, go go do something, you know, like go 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 make a play out there, you know." Coach was the best. Yeah. People like that are good at uh, at putting you at ease. Yeah, that's one thing. He's like, like, hey Sam man, I see you nine. Let's go. Yeah. But another yeah. thing that stood out yesterday that, from what he's talking about is the need to. Uh, there's a need to be liked, and you got to put that aside. And, and it sounds like just judging from what Coach Pittman was talking about yesterday, Clay, that that was difficult for him to put aside. But it's something he's tried to focus on well, since the last season came to a close. I've seen enough practices, and I've been you know right. right close to a drill and he might walk up and I've I've seen him you know encourage and but if he doesn't like something man he will let you have it is like like 82 on this next play that's not how we do it right yeah I want you to hit him and then if you don't hit him you go to the locker room and then he gets down, you know, kind of in the catcher stance, you know, hands on the knees and everything. And uh, I guarantee you that guy hits him in the next play. There, I don't think there's ever been one that had to run to well, the locker good, room. And a good coach, Clay, all, all these coaches, man, when when they call you, when they text you, when when you're out at practice, man, it, it does. It does brighten up your day. I mean, they, they got a way about them. Well, I, see, I think the good ones can just chew you out. 
but then they're going to go sit down beside you as you're taking your, your gear off and mm-hmm. put their arm around you and you know ask about your girlfriend or your mom well, there's always a reason well, you to know play. they love you exactly. too but they're going to get after your butt and i mean wilson matthews was that way I mean, he he and he was the guy. If you saw people going in the Bulls Center, I'm talking about former players. They weren't going in to see Coach Bulls. They're going in to see Coach Matthews. In order, you, you gotta you gotta uh, build loyalty with people in order to be able to do that. Well, and exactly. if you if you do look, if you're if you're as fr- friendly is not the right way to put it, but if you show interest in building this person up and being what they need from you as a coach and being honest about. Them as a player, and then at the same time showing interest in their lives and what's going on with their family and their girlfriends, they will be loyal to. I see this with Dave Van Horn. I see this with with uh, with Mike Neighbors, the play, the, the teams I'm with up close. And another thing I let you see is, yeah. is consistency. The, these yeah. coaches are very. Coach Nut was always he's always consistent. Same thing with Coach Richardson. I think Muss is like you know what I what I mean by that is you know what's going to fire him up. He's going to get mad at the same thing. He's going to get disappointed, but he's also going to get happy at the same. You know, like every time he gets on you, there is a reason why coach is getting on you, and we know that. You know, good players they want to be coached. Listen to the hard words and understand what the yeah exactly. I worked for a man. You know this person, Clay. Bill Valentine with the Travelers. <laughs> I mean, that a man, he, had, he was he, a gym. He got a lot of loyalty from me, but he also nearly ripped my head off before I ever called a game for him. I've never seen a neck vein bulging that large in my life. The interns heard him yelling at me over the over the lawnmowers. And I still love that man. I mean, he because he showed interest in me. He helped build me up a little bit. And he didn't tear me down too often because I found ways to kind of get around that when I needed to. Here's somebody that could build you up and tear you down. It's Eduardo, the Vuvuzuela in Clarksville, who is as loyal. You want to know someone that Eddie is very loyal to? I don't even know if they've met. But we're trying to, like, set up a mano y mano with Eduardo versus Brian at some point. But he's already got a teammate. Somebody's already picked up in the text messages I get from Eddie. He is backing up Charlie, the tuna, because I guess he got called out by Brian. One of the, I don't listen to everything Brian says, so I might have missed that. But Eduardo is like ready to go toe-to-toe for Charlie. Eduardo, you're a great teammate, man. We already knew that, though. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Certainly the countdown has begun. Why can't you get excited about that, fan base? Because it's going to be a great year. And when I listen to Coach Nutt, I go down memory lane. One of the greatest moments I had as a Hawk fan you know, there's only, what did he say? There's only one Razorback. It's unique in all the world. And it lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas, this fan base. It lives in your heart. And I'm telling you what, I believe these players are going to play from the heart this year. But I got a little message for Brian and Ozark. Let me tell you, did I hear you say the other day, you can't upset the tuna? Let me tell you something, Brian. You're looking at one of the most passionate fans at Razorback Nation. And I'll go up against you, son, on the Whoopick Suey versus the Hook'em Horns. Did I hear you say the other day, you must have fucked history, son. Let me tell you, it's one of the most passionate rivalries in all of college football. And I find it ironic since we quit playing each other on an annual basis. You know, the programs hadn't receded as much as since as they did in the 60s and 70s. But listen here, Brian, what's 
the president of the United States landed outside Razorback Stadium. They killed it the game of the century, son. And let me tell you something. It went. It lived up to the billing. It went down to the wire. Yes, she won the game, but you might want to roll the tape, baby. There was a call too in that lady scratching your head. I'm telling you something, Brian. When you're coming into the SEC, son, and whoa, I'm not Rick Flair, but it's a different environment. As you just see the five toughest environments in the country, well, it's not Texas. I can tell you that. And when you go in to Tuscaloosa this year, whoa, you better step it on, baby. Because Eddie, they're gonna, Eddie, have you ever, Eddie, have you ever watched boxing much before? Have you ever seen weigh-ins when the two fighters are standing side by side and they got to look at each other and you know, kind of put the fist up to the chin and and act threatening for a moment without actually doing it? Have you seen these things before? I've seen it, but I'll tell you what this. You know, I, I I can't wait to Texas, sir, because it's in my blood. I was weaned on the robbery. I mean, it's just a great robbery. It takes a back seat, I've said it before, to no robbery in the country. And I can't wait to strap it over the horns again. But Eddie, and I believe this for- Eddie, it's a great rivalry, but the rivalry that we're building up here, the rivalry that I'm hearing inside of you is Eduardo versus Brian. I mean, we're talking about toe to toe. We gotta have we gotta have a weigh in before you actually have your mono mono. It'll come at some well, point. I'm gonna invite Brian aboard the hog train. Brian, pay attention because we got some dudes on this hog train this year. And when we go in the bad route, we're gonna step it on, baby. And I'm telling you this, jump aboard then, baby, because when we leave, we're gonna beat them again in bad route. I hope so, Eduardo, from your lips to the football god's ears. And as always, thank you for listening to our show. Eduardo in Clarksville. He's a true believer now. I, we've turned this show into Jim Rome. We've turned it into Jim Rome. Callers calling out callers. Just don't call him Chris Everett. <laughs> the year of the sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing bullet bourbon barbecue sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings sauce lineup. Try both bullet bourbon barbecue sauce and hot barbecue sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. It's like a major injury uh, over Georgia uh, has occurred. Branson Robinson, who was the number one ranked running back in last year's freshman class and ran for 341 yards, will miss the season, mm. the entire season, with a knee injury. Uh, Coach Kirby Smart announced that today uh, this injury occurred in a non-contact drill at practice yesterday. And it was not expected to be the starter, 
Uh, but Kendall Milton is the project, pro, projected starter, and he's already dealing with a hamstring injury during preseason camp. So it's got some issues with a running game potentially at Georgia. Pretty interesting. Right, let's you, go to the. Uh, go ahead. Matt. I, yeah. I was going to say that it happens in camp. Stuff happens in these running backs. The the way it is. Three years removed from high school, so it's just another year. He's not really taking hits on his body, and, and the way doctors are these days, man, they should be able to, to fix them up. It's when you have that second one, that's when it kind of gets scary. But it's almost like pitchers, I think, having Tommy John surgery. You know, running backs kind of it just happens. It yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. There's no blame to go around, really. No blame. I no. guess you might question the turf potentially. I wouldn't be playing. I, we didn't bring this up, but and, and we we can. But I would if I coach Coach Pittman. I, there's no way I'm playing in Little Rock on that field turf. Like I would like last year we had already we, that would be grass before we're going down there and playing on that that's just how you tear your knee up let's take pinto's call on the mclarty daniel hotline pinto what's going on oh not a whole lot i'll tell y'all a story clay you'll you'll know some of these names and places 1965 i'm in the fifth grade at franklin elementary and i'm playing up on a sixth grade basketball team and we were really good we used to practice at the methodist children's home you know where that's at don't you clay you got it okay so we're uh, our, our coach takes us over to play the little rock deaf school peewees at the little rock deaf school <laughs> yep and i was quick as a hiccup i'm the point guard that's why i was playing up and I was notorious. I, I, you, you bring the ball down the court, I steal it from you, and and go up. But I'm so that gun short. I can't. I can't even hit the layup. So my buddy Bucky Lane, he played quarterback at Parkview and then at, at Arkansas State. He'd follow me down. He was tall, and and he'd clean up my missed layup. So here comes Houston Nutt down the field, down the court. You know he's he's their guard, and I go in for that steal. And it's a wraparound behind-the-back dribble, and I never saw the ball. It's like, what in the world just happened? There's a magician handling the ball. He had some handles, didn't he? Oh, my God. And Houston, Danny, Dickey, and Dennis played on this team. Now, Now, I'm nine. Houston's eight. I suppose Danny's about seven. Dickey's somewhere around five, and Dennis is four. And those boys... If there had been a three-point line, they'd have beat us 100 to 15 because they just they fired it up in nothing but net. And it, it was unbelievable how he could handle the ball. They had, at, they had uh, what, what I would call back in the day set shots. And if, oh, they got, yeah. if they got both feet set, then they could launch it just about from anywhere. Oh, absolutely. And, and and hit it, you know, nine times out of ten. Boom. And, and, and of course, their dad was the coach. And, uh, man, it was just one of the most bizarre experiences I'd ever encountered seeing these, these guys small, you know, younger than me and just wearing us out. But I can tell you this, Houston Dale will tell you, he couldn't hit my curveball in Little League. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Pinto. That's good stuff, man. I appreciate you calling, and thanks for your memory there. They played down at the boys' club. I, I saw them down there. Coach had these big old pterodactyl hands with, with long – he had basketball arms. You know, you see Ronnie Brewer, big, Tony big, Allen. Big like, he had yeah. long wingspan, and, and his hands were every bit as big as mine, if not bigger. He was he, – yeah, he had some handles. Basketball arms, football hands. And baseball mitt, glove. Yeah, just, I mean, right there. He was – I mean, he's all-state football and basketball. 
He just he just lacked a little foot speed, and that's what that's what ended up getting him. That's what he said yesterday. He said that's why he he recruited speed. He said he could do he could facilitate and do some yeah. things, but he knows he knows the value what what speed brings. Well, that, I mean that's why that's why Holtz wouldn't play him. It's because he wanted to run. I mean they ran just a little bit of option stuff. Little you know one running quarterbacks, and he played. He always played somebody else. That uh, I was thinking. And that's of why he Lou, left. Lou Holtz, and speaking of uh, the first time I played against Lou Holtz, uh, Zach Clark was quarterback. I had a couple catches, but Carlos Hall blocks his field goal, and uh, we go on a little run and win like five games in a row. But Lou Holtz was out there, and, and Coach Nutt, he was fired because that's his. He wanted he wanted that game right there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, that was Super Bowl game. That would man down in the rock. We had we had him in the rock too. Clay, Coach was he was fired up for that one. Wasn't that in every every time Carolina came in? For a while, there LSU, was in Little Rock. LSU was was the one that moved on. I think it was it was either South Carolina or LSU, maybe whichever one was the home game. That you you might be right. That's the one I remember. The first time I parked cars when I lived at the yeah. corner of Tyler and B. Parked yeah. cars there. Just listen to Paul call the game. Even even let um, I even gave uh, one of the cars a, a free parking spot mm-hmm. because they gave me six beers. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I was just going to sit there watch you listen six, to the game. Six frios. That's exactly uh, six free. <laughs> I don't know if frio was a thing then. Uh, not sure if it was. It's still not a thing. It's still not. Paul Stanley doesn't even like that. Uh, who texted in about this? Uh, it's a three point two. It's a near beer. It's like Michelob Ultra, <laughs> oh, right? Man, like uh, Michelob, Michelob Ultra is a, a water beer. It's a three two. Yeah, when you're worried about your carbs, I don't know how many how much flavor you might you, get. You drink from that. it going to your yoga class. Those are the beers that led us to the seltzer craze, which you are currently enjoying. It's non-alcoholic uh, seltzer it's, here. Yeah, in no, no studio. sugar, no sugar for me. Just the Topo Chico, the the mineral. I mean, that's the that fizzy water. That's the best water made. I, I never thought Mexican water would be my favorite, but it is. Monterey, Mexico. It's it, man. It's That's now it. it's the official. It's the official flavor of summer. We need to get them, until the sun goes down. We need to get them to advertise on the show. We, how, how do we get Topo Chico in here? On the this? official drink of Matt Jones of, of halftime. We get it. <laughs> we get it going on. So, Phil, do you know where the Wendy's is on Markham? Of course, I do. So. Before there was a Wendy's there, there was a little white house. That's where our family lived when I was born. Right there. Right there. Man, you told me you could walk across the street to Warren Memorial Stadium. No, I could because we moved from there when I was three, so that wouldn't, they weren't letting me walk across the street. Uh, but then we lived on, on Fair Park Boulevard about 10 blocks away, so I, I could walk to there when I was in high school. Man, I hope next Saturday it's a good scene, you know. And you know everybody shows up for the, for the tailgate but doesn't go hard. inside the stadium. I think you're going to have a great tailgate. Tailgate, and who knows what kind of crowd you're going to get inside for the actual game. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. 
Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this. Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with the new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. We got a text in from Adam from Wynn who wants you to ease his mind about the offensive line. I think he's a little nervous because you heard Sam Pittman yesterday say that he feels better about the depth on the defensive line. said about eight offensive linemen he'll have right now, at least in his mind. And, you know, we've, we've talked about the tackles. Patrick Kudis, Devin Manuel, Andrew Chambly. They're inexperienced but very talented. Uh, so can you put Adam's mind at ease? Well, I, I don't feel like that's my job. I mean, I, I should tell the truth, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the concern in, uh, in full day play game. Here, here's the thing. They're going to take their lumps at those guys. They don't have to be perfect for the first game. They don't have to be perfect for the second game. But by the time BYU gets here, those guys need to, you know, round into shape. But the only way to learn how to play the offensive line is to go play it. And it's uh, – I don't think they're going to get them perfect in practice. But, the, the you know, you want talent, but the, there's the – you know, what do they call it, the school of hard knocks. That's how you get good in the offensive line, and um, it, it will take time. Now, they've got a really good interior of the offensive line. I think those three guys in there are all Center and two guards, I agree with you, Clay. They're men, and I think they found another one in uh, Amari Wiggins. I think he can play center guard. They got him at left guard um, right now, but I think he can play center, and I think late, um, let's see, Limer can play any of the three spots. You don't have to have 10 in the offensive line. You, you put guys out there and you leave them until something happens. You don't rotate them because you want everything to be perfect in the communication. Defensive line, you you need 8 to 10 to be good. If you don't have that, sooner or later, somebody's going to wear you out and run the ball down, down your throat. But you, if you can rotate them, um, but, I mean, defensive linemen will wear out if they have to play too much, and in the fourth quarter you can't rush the passer. And that's when it gets fun, right, as your quarterback, Matt. If they, they're just leg-weary and they can't chase you, you know, they, they you can just run around and then they just – they just fall in there. They look like they're six inches away from you. And they just can't get there. But I think this is a defensive line they can rotate. But back to what our man in, in win says, you know, they, they're going to have to play to, to get better. And there are going to be some games you think, man, we got no no tackles. And then somewhere along the way, it will all fall in place. You hope it's sooner rather than later. But I, I think um, first couple of weeks, don't don't get too concerned if you see you know them turn a guy loose because they, they're going to have to make some mistakes to to get better. But they're they're playing against talent every day in practice and they're getting better and they win some battles. So that's a that's a good sign.
That's a, that's a great sign. And, and the biggest thing with that those two outside spots, your right tackle and left tackle, is your footwork. And, and, and Clay's right, and you got to have cohesion as offensive line. I say this. They're like a herd of cattle. Those those five linemen, they do everything together. I mean, it's it's the, 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 yeah. the, the unison they have to be with their footwork is it's really like like an orchestra. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Is there a way around having inexperienced tackles. I mean, understanding you gotta, you that they're going to be... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you got to chip in with your running back. You might, you might have to, before he goes on a release route, you make sure you get four hands on him. You might have to chip in with the tight end. you got to do motions. you got to do shifts. Yeah, you got to do some things. Roll out. Yeah, Roll you, out. you move the pocket. You can you you know, you can screen game. Yeah, they're doing those things. Right, yeah. yeah. Those are... Those are kind of, um, but it's... it's uh, you know, and Danny you knows understands what he's got. And he'll call plays to help them and to help his quarterbacks. And, um, you know, draws slow down the rush a little bit. But, they, yeah, they, you know, I say, I, I've watched two full practices. That's it. I'm going to watch a full practice tomorrow. That's why I came over here. And uh, the, the talent that you see, the footwork and the speed, but they still – you know they're not the strongest guys in the world, and, and you know I, I worry about the bull rush a little bit, and that's always the case with young young tackles. Will they get overwhelmed? I don't think people are going to outrun them to the edge, but you see both of them make plays out in space and screen games and stuff. When you think, oh, they got it, uh, but it's just it's just learning. You know, it, defensive line runs a twist. And their man goes inside, and they take a step in with them. They gotta just turn him loose, and give him to the guard, because there's another guy coming out, and they'll make mistakes on that because they, they think that's their man. Uh, but you know, as they do it more and more, the communication is there, and they you know you can see them just turn you know turn them loose. I give them to him. That's what you're talking about, isn't it, Matt? The cohesiveness. Yeah, and and, and you can do a, a if it's a man blocking scheme, if it's a zone half side blocking scheme scheme. Where, but but you, exactly what you're talking about, passing the passing the lineman off. That's a big thing that that takes a while. You got to do it a couple times before you know how to do it. What what I do see is that their inside guys bull rush doesn't move the pocket back to the quarterback, and so they they can set they can set up at in you know the interior of the pocket where the quarterback knows he's got a little safe spot. You know he can set up behind. You know, right-handed quarterback. Yeah. A right-handed quarterback. If his right guard is an anchor, he knows I can step into a throw right there and throw it deep down the field because there's not going. They're not going to knock him back into me. And I, so I see a lot of good with the offensive line, but they got to play. And you know, um, and we'll see. You know, you know, it's it's. Um, you know, it, there's some other things on offense. I, you know, I want to see, you know, these wide receivers and see how they hold up and how they block. They, they are good-looking athletes. Um, Isaac Tesla is amazing talent, and he can catch everything. And he's long. He's physical. And I like Armstrong. And then Broden hadn't seen enough of him. He's, you know, when I've been out there, he wasn't out there. So they say he's a great talent too. And then you've got you got some young ones like Jaden Wilson, uh, Isaiah Satinia, and uh, let's see, Bryce Stevens. I mean, they've got what you want in a lot of spots on offense. 
especially quarterback. And um, I, you know, but as far as the, the offensive tackles, they're going to have to play some games. Brandon in Paris asked about if there's a player that maybe not everyone's talking about that might surprise you this year, and there always seems to be one. And I'm thinking like that's what that's Chris Paul from last year. Yeah, Quincy I think McAdoo. it's probably, and I, I don't think it's going to surprise anybody, but it's a guy you didn't see last year. The, the freshman is Luke Haas, the, the, the tight end. He's not as good as Bowerman, the you know the Georgia freshman tight end, but. He is special, and I, I don't remember too many freshman tight ends. He he's better right now as a true freshman than Hunter Henry was as a true freshman. I, I, I expect big things. Better than than say DJ Williams was as a true freshman. Bless better him. than Jodine Davenport was a true. I mean, this is a tight end that uh, he stays healthy. He'll he'll be a guy that you see play on Sunday. That's big words right there. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully he does. I think he can do everything. Run Tor- routes. Torrin Williams, it. the D tackle number nine that was hurt is coming back. I think he could be if he's healthy, man. He he can he can help us inside a lot. We get back to tight end for a moment. Do you expect much out of Shamar Easter this year? I know he, he was a summer enrollee, so he wasn't there for spring ball. Really talented. You know, we hear more about Haas at tight end. I know Shamar Easter is supposed to be really yeah. talented. I just wonder if, if, if this is a year where he'll contribute very much. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, you hope that you don't need him, that you've got enough. They, sure. They've got the transfers in Haas and, and Nathan Bax, who's beat up a little bit, I think, right now. But, you know, if, if but he has all of the ingredients. I mean, he's got the frame, he's got the speed, he's got the hands. Everybody talks about character. In, you know the intangibles so just you know just just give him some time don't don't ask too much you know so anybody that's a freshman and wasn't here in the spring that's a tough ask to to make an impact in, in the SEC um, but they like him and, and it's but it, it's it may be a, a little much to ask too much of him right now I love his the tight ends coach Mason Turner. I think that was a great hire. Um, you know, in, in fact, I, I I think this is so. This is important to think about. Um, Brett Bielema came with good coaches, and then he started losing some. Some of them were you know got good jobs. Some of them got head coaching jobs, and every time he replaced someone, they slipped. They slipped in recruiting. They slipped in coaching. And by the time he was done, it was not a strong staff. It was not an SEC staff. But I've seen Sam. It just seems like he's figuring it out, you know, how to hire coaches. And I, I think this is his best staff and uh, best team. And that doesn't mean they're going to win eight, nine, ten games. I don't know how many they're going to win. But they've got a chance with this roster and this staff. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.